Season 1, Episode 26, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John 16, 8 through 11. John 16, 8 through 11. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Schofield calls 16, chapter 16, 7 through 11, the threefold work of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, which I didn't memorize, but I'm going to read now. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not. That's the sin that keeps you out of heaven. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. The, the, the price has been paid and your faith is counted for righteousness. Genesis 15, 6. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Romans 4, 5. But to him that worketh not, speaking of Abraham in the context, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. It applies to, to us. It's the same way. Repenting of your dead works, Hebrews 6, 1, and putting your faith toward God. From good works, dead works, excuse me, dead works, because you're good, you're not going to work your way to heaven. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The cleansing that takes place so that we can live with God upon our death now in the New Testament, absent of body, present with the Lord. This, this is being spoken here. Chapter 16, back to 14, is the Last Supper, is the last Passover. He washes his disciples' feet, and he says at some point, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter, the, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, what sin? The sin of unbelief in Jesus Christ. Of sin, because they believe not on me. I, I really like the preposition on. I am, I am believing on this chair right now. If it goes down, I'm going down. And Jesus Christ is a lot more trustworthy than this chair. It's already failed me a little bit anyway. But um, because they believe not on me. Don't be in that category. I was talking to a woman tonight at the uh, grocery store. I got in a 10 lines or less, 10 items or less line. And so I didn't have much time because there wasn't a lot of... But I told her quickly about my accident. It was just a, about a less than half a mile away where it's where uh, two roads two pretty major roads intersect and uh, or T-bone I should say 
And I told her the intersection, and she nods her head, and I said, and they're putting a light in there. And think, yeah, everybody's excited about the new light coming. It's a little late for me, um, but that's okay. I'm good. Um, but um, when I said if I hadn't, if I hadn't woke up in the ambulance, I would have woke up in heaven, not because I'm good, but because I believed, because I believed in Jesus Christ as my Savior, because of what Christ did on the cross for me. At any rate, I could just tell her resistance to that. She's going, yeah, well, you, you got to believe, but, <laughs> you know, and I'm going like, no, you got to believe. I, I didn't correct her. I was, my 10 lines were, my 10 items, but she was pretty friendly about it, but again, I could still see the resistance that was there, that she didn't want to let go of her whatever works she thinks are going to merit eternal life. But uh, the, Isaiah says they're filthy rags. Your righteousness is as filthy rags, a verse I need to memorize. But um, I'm getting there. I'm up to 36 verses now. It wasn't long ago. I was at 26, 27. But I can say I'm Psalm 91 is still the longest and causes me a few problems. The long ones slow me down. But uh, the ones I added after that were pretty short. Anyway, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. And that's going to be Satan, or that is Satan. And it's back in the garden when, when God confronted Adam and Eve and Satan over the sin that Satan tempted them to, to do, tempted Eve. And then I think Adam just followed the leader there, or maybe that's not the right way to say it, but he, he chose Eve, or living with Eve, rather than being with God, even if it cost him his separation from God. Separation from your body is the first death. Separation from God is the second death. Born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. I like to kind of talk about um, uh, Schofield's introduction to the different books that we're going to look at. And John, the writer of the fourth gospel was written, excuse me, writer. The fourth, gospel was, the fourth gospel was written by the apostle John. Uh, you can find that in verse 21, uh, chapter 21, verse 24, I, John. And was and has been questioned on critical grounds, but on the same grounds and with equal scholarship, the early date of John's authorship have been maintained. The date of John's gospel falls between 80, 85, and 90, probably the latter. So scholars like to argue about things like that. It doesn't say you know, exactly when it was written, so you take that with a grain of salt. I like to think of John being the oldest apostle. You know, he, he, he was the one that was not martyred, died of natural causes on the island of Patmos, but he did all of his writing 
at the same time, I think, at the end of his life, 80, 90. And that would put him 30 years after Paul, 30 years after Peter, 40 years after James, who wrote the first epistle. Uh, some argue that uh, Mark was written pretty early. Matthew might have been written uh, around 40 uh, A.D. Anyway, the theme is indicated in the prologue. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Verse 11 and 12 and 13. He, chapter 1 of John, 11, 12, and 13. Verses 11, 12, and 13. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of men, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 13 again. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They were born again of God. The first birth is the one of blood and, and the will of the flesh and the will of man, but of God. This is, uh, And you didn't have anything to do with your first birth. It was a gift, depending on how you look at it. And the second, the second birth is the same way. You don't have anything to do with that, except Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So the washing of the Holy Spirit, it is contingent on your, your I believe, repenting of your dead works in, in Hebrews 6, 1, and faith toward God. Turn from your dead works, faith towards God. That's what I did. I, I took great comfort in the fact that I didn't have to earn my salvation because I knew I couldn't. And the Bible says, For by grace we save through faith, and that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And Jack Weaver, at some point, I asked him, I said, Are you telling me it's a free gift with no strings attached? And he said the only thing he possibly could have said to keep me on the line and get me in the boat, if you'll go with the, the analogy of fishing for men. He said, Praise the Lord, you understand it. And I just, I believed him. I believe what the Bible was saying, that salvation was a free gift. It was not of works, lest any man should boast. That made sense. You can't brag about something you didn't earn. It's a gift. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And, you know, I, I, a lot of times people that believe that God chooses some and not others, they, a lot of those people that believe that, they, they at, attack the fact that, that I'm prideful to say that I know I'm going to heaven when I die. Or as David said in Psalm 23, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, but I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. They say, you can't say that. You can't know that you've made the cut until you die. There is no cut. The cut is, are you a believer or not? But as many as received him, verse 12, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And if you go to the very end of John, John 20, 31, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. That's why the book was written. 
But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. And, and that, that might there means it's up to you. You've got to put your faith in, in the Messiah and believe. These things are written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That you, that you may know that you have eternal life. No, that's, that's... But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. I was getting another verse confused there. All right, so, um, so where, where to? Um, so this was Jesus' last time with his apostles, the 12. One of them was uh, not a believer. And I think he'd left by the time the Lord got to all of this, but... I think he'd left before the Last Supper when Jesus said, what you do, do quickly. And he, he got up and left. But uh, this is this, that night. This is the night in which he was betrayed. And he predicts the coming of the Holy Spirit, which would be uh, Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover is what Pentecost means. It was a regular feast day on, on the Jewish time of feasts. And people came from all over the the world, the, the Jewish believing world, to come at Pentecost. That's why there were people from 18 different nations there. And yet when Peter spoke, they all understood him in their own language, it says in Acts. Anyway, just to conclude, nevertheless, Jesus said to his apostles, the 11 at this point, I tell him it was Paul the, the 11th, or was Paul the 12th? He was an apostle taught by Jesus Christ was Matthias the 12th and Paul was just a really faithful guy? I, I don't know. And uh, that's not a question that I'm really going to worry too much about. All right, let me read this one more time. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is best for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter the Holy Spirit will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. So when we witness to people, we're, we're working with the Holy Spirit. And they're convicting, they're being convicted of the sin of unbelief. And, and I, I didn't really look at that as a sin, but I sure wanted to believe in him when I found out that that's what he wanted me to do to have eternal life. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but ever trust in Him, rely upon. Anyway, uh, and when He has come, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, the threefold work of the Holy Spirit. Convict the world of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. And it's up to them to believe. And the judgment... Uh, I know somebody that, that, that believes in only one judgment for both the saved and the lost. And uh, I think he's confused on that. I think there's a, the, the judgment seat of Christ is for believers. And then a thousand years later at the end of the millennium is the judgment of, of uh, the great white throne judgment for punishment in hell. One is for 
reward in heaven and one is for punishment in hell. Where's, where, was, where was the sin of the believers paid for? At the cross, the judgment of Christ. The only one of the five judgments that's taken place. So, verse 9, Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. And Satan is judged right along with uh, the unbelievers, both at the end of the tribulation, he's cast in the lake, bound into the lake of fire, then he comes back for the battle of Gog and Magog, and then he and the believers are again uh, judged for their, possibly for their, it says over and over again, we're going to be judged according to our works, whether they be good or bad. It's very much there, but it's not for salvation. It's for reward in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ, and it's for punishment in hell um, for the unbelievers. So which one are you? Which, which cross are you on? Are you on the one that never believed, or are you on the one that, that believed during the crucifixion? Remember me when you come into your, he when you come into your kingdom, and, and Jesus knew that he was a believer and said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. All right, well, I'm going to say adios, which means to God. And I'm going to say via con Dios, which means go with God. And I'm going to turn this off as soon as I get my code in. So adios, via con Dios.